Hello Cryptonauts, today is June 3rd, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 coin market cap of the day and your daily crypto news. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alrighty, Cryptonauts, before we get started, first and foremost, I hope you are all safe, considering that there is a lot of chaos going out there in the streets. The first thing is to make sure that you and your family are safe, not only from all the looters and rioters, but also from the COVID-19 situation that's going on, right? So make sure you're safe and huddle. With that said, I want to get started with the top 10 Starting off with Bitcoin. If I can get this thing loaded first, hold on one second. <clears throat> Starting off with Bitcoin, settling at $9,631.89. And in second place, we have a oh, correction. That's Bitcoin settling at $9,631.89 for a positive gain of 1.21%. And Ethereum is second, settling at $242.83 for a positive 2.55%. And USDT Tether in third place, settling at $0.99 for a flat percent, neither gain nor loss. But that's not necessarily true now, is it? And in fourth place, we have XRP Ripple. Settling at 20 cents for a negative 4.93% loss. Oh, how interesting. Hold on a second. I'm, I think I just found something out here. What is this? This is... Is this the daily or the 24? Or the hourly? Regardless. Okay, let's just continue on. Forget percentages right now because I'm a little lost on that. This is a different platform. Uh, Blockfolio. If you know the answer to Blockfolio and how uh, the percentages work, um, let me know in the, uh, in the comments below. With that said, let's continue. XRP Ripple settling at 20 cents. Fifth place, Bitcoin Cash settling at 200, $256.46. And in sixth place, we have Bitcoin SV, Satoshi's Vision, settling at $195.86. And in 7th place, we have Litecoin settling at $47.57. And in 8th place, we have Binance Coin settling at $17.49. And in 9th place, we have EOS settling at $2.72. And in 10th place, we have Cardano settling at $0.08. For a total market cap of $274.25 billion. Alright, Cryptonauts, let's go ahead and get started with the Crypto News of the Day. Alright, Cryptonauts, before we get started with the Crypto News of the Day, I want to remind you that there is a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat that I will leave in the description below. Make sure you join, hang out, chat, ask questions. Um, or be one of my guests. With that said, 
Let's get started with the first news coming in from Cointelegraph. Pro-crypto Democrat Jonathan Herzgott got running for U.S. Congress. Okay. Uh, according to the 26-year-old candidate for New York's 10th Congressional District, our future is decentralized and open source. Cryptocurrency advocate Jonathan Herz- Herzog is running for election to the U.S. House of Representatives in the primary against fellow Democrat Jerry Nadler, who has represented New York's 10th Congressional District since 2013. A former staffer of ex-presidential candidate Andrew Yang, Herzog first announced his intention to run for office in 2019, but has recently become much more vocal about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum. <clears throat> Quote, Time for a representative who knows what Bitcoin is, Herzog tweeted to his 5,900 followers on May 23rd, followed by a message today which said the future would be decentralized and open source. Following in Yang's footsteps, like the pro-crypto presidential candidate Yang, Herzog supported Universal Basic Income, UBI, and is pushing for digital assets as a campaign issue. He has taken Nadler to task, calling the congressman asleep at the switch on cryptocurrencies. Hopeful but realistic expectations. The 26-year-old candidate has had a positive reception to his campaign from the crypto community. Although many dismiss his efforts as useful only in terms of promoting UBI and digital currencies. Reddit user CatnipHappy said Herzog has no chance of winning in his district, but hoped he would help other UBI candidates who do have a chance in winning. The media has been just as blunt. City and State New York Magazine said Nadler was all but guaranteed victory due to his popularity, visibility, and funding. Others are yet to give up hope about Herzog's chances. Twitter user Jaden the Man cited the underdog candidate. They said the same about AOC. There's a small chance something could happen. Herzog is on the ballot in the Democrat primary against Nadler and progressive Lindsey Boylan for June 23, 2020. Next news. No message was signed. Craig Wright refuted refuted Tolop Trust Fabrication. Craig Wright has refuted the notion he doesn't have the private keys to the Satoshi addresses that claim that he claimed in court at his own. Craig Wright maintains that he alone has access to the Satoshi Bitcoin addresses filed in court, despite a message apparently signed by 145 of the addresses calling him a liar and a fraud. That is hilarious. Wright says anyone that thinks his credibility is now in tattered as a result doesn't understand digital signatures at all. At all. He is being sued by the estate of his alleged former business partner, David Kleeman, which is seeking a share of billions of dollars in Bitcoin. The pair may or may not have mined together. <clears throat> As part of the case, Wright filed a list of early Bitcoin addresses he claims are his. However, on May 24th, an unknown actor posted a message signed with the private keys to 145 addresses on the file list. This was seized on by the Kleeman estate to suggest the entire list was a fabrication. But in an interview with Patrick McLean on Reimagine 2020's YouTube channel on June 3rd, Wright said, no message was signed refuting the idea that anyone could sign such a message anonymously. Quote, 
you have to either have an identity attribute or an identity to sign in this issue. Someone can't go and say, hey, I've got a key, I'm signing. If you think that, then you don't understand digital signatures at all. Wright said that because there was no signature included in the May 24th message, you can't have a digital signature that is anonymous. It's not signing a message. Dread Pirate Roberts of Defense. The Cleveland team have argued the list Wright, rep, Wright presented to the court was a forgery, quoting Bitcoin educator Andreas Antonopoulos in their legal motions as saying no message like the one on May 24th could be signed without private keys. Wright refuted this directly with McLean, saying the claim was the same as Antonopoulos' defense of Ross Ulbricht's in the Silk Road case. Quote, it wasn't signed. That was Antonopoulos' Dread Pirates Roberts defense that got kicked out of Silk Road prosecution, saying to sign you have to register a key and that has to be protected. Last week, Bitcoin developer Rini Pickhart said, it was possible that signatures could have been exploited. Of course, security might be compromised and the signatures could only be created from this particular message, but not far from potential coin transfers. Twist and turns. The address is filed with the court holding Bitcoin mine between May 10th, 2009 and January 10th, 2010 have been under intense scrutiny since being leaked from court documents on May 20th. An unknown party moved 486,000 BTC from one of the addresses associated with Wright. The case between Wright and Kleeman is still ongoing with a trial scheduled for July 6th in the Southern District of Florida. Whew. Hive's transactions overtake Steam's as Splinterlands joins the rebellion. The most popular Steam dApp has moved to Hive, resulting in daily Hive transactions overtaking Steam for the first time. The most popular decentralized application app on Steam, a crypto-powered card trading game called Splinterlands, has become the latest high-profile migration to Rebel Steam Fork Hive. As a result, the number of daily transactions on the Steam has fallen by a third to drop below Hive's for the first time. Hive is a community-run fork of Steam set up following the purchase of Steamit, incorporated by Tron founder Justin Sun. The migration was a response to a surprise hard fork initiated in late May to freeze the tokens of former Steam Block validators. Splinterlands wrote at the time it was joining the rebellion. Quote, this presents a huge and unacceptable risk to the game. We cannot continue to operate on a chain in which the changes aren't public and we are not given adequate time for testing and reviewing. Steam's top game moves to Hive. Splinterlands announced the successful migration on June 2nd, encouraging Splinterlandians to rejoice amid the move. The decision appears to have been positively received by many of the game's players, with some users anecdotally reporting improved performance following the transactions. <clears throat> Transitions. According to Dab Radar, Splinterlands has more than 4,872 active daily users and 5,560 weekly users. The game has produced nearly 788,400 tr transactions over the past seven days, indicating that the migration has not impacted Splinterlands use base. Cool. Next news. <clears throat> Digital checks features could give XRP ledgers even more utility. XRP Ledger could introduce digital checks, a new feature that makes sending and receiving cryptocurrencies even easier on the XRP Ledger. Key takeaway, 
Blockchain validators may vote and add checks to the XRP ledger. This feature would allow recipients to accept funds manually, thereby preventing misdirected payments. Several other features also provide advanced capabilities. Ripple XRP ledgers may soon add a promising new feature called checks, according to recent discussions between blockchain validators. How checks work. As the name suggests, XRP checks are a very similar to paper checks. A transaction initiator can send funds to a recipient and the recipient can cash out the amount at a later date. XRP does not actually move until the recipient cashes the check. By contrast, Bitcoin and, the most other, and most other blockchains move funds receiving addresses without any action on the part of the recipient. This approach can lead to misdirected funds. Checking also provides a few other advantages. Sending Senders can cancel their checks or send them to expire. Senders can also transfer any issued currency via checks, not just XRP. Cool. Will checks be implemented? Though checks have been a part of XRP, XRP's ledger's code since February 2018, the feature did not receive enough votes to be enabled until now. Cool. Next news. Walmart China's subsidiary teams up with VeChain to trace food products. Quickly now, VeChain has partnered with a Walmart China subsidiary to increase supply chain transparency for its food products. Sam's Club's Sam's Club, a China-based subsidiary of Walmart, has partnered with blockchain-based supply chain management platform VeChain to trace food products sold by the shopping chain. PricewaterhouseCoopers will assist in the Sam's Club's blockchain traceability platform project, which is intended to both ensure food safety and afford greater transparency to the consumers in China. Sam's Club has 2.5 million customers. Sam uh, Sam's Club is a membership-only high-end shopping chain that operates 26 outlets in China with an estimated customer base exceeding 2.5 million people. The chain is expected to launch a further 15 to 20 new outlets before the end of 2022. Sam Sam's Club will utilize a modified version of VeChain's toolchain platform alongside software sensors, hardware sensors, and Internet of Things technologies to automate upload data from across the company supply chain onto the blockchain that is awesome love it next news bitcoin platform to track 2.5 billion dollars worth of tea products another one here we go the chinese province of yunnan will trace their tea supply chain using blockchain technology the chinese province of yunnan announced the official launch of blockchain power traceability platform for its pure tea farms on June 3rd. The blockchain platform was first announced in the 2020 Phoenix Nest Ancient Tree Springs Tea New Product Launch Conference in Kunming Yunnan. Yunnan. They will use the platform to conduct quality controls, sales, and loan financing operations on 42,000 hectares of farmland across the province. According to China News, the province is famous for its dark fermented variety of tea. It is the major Chinese agricultural products exporter and hit almost $33 million in 2018, according to the reporters. That is awesome. China is doing awesome things right now with blockchain. They are ahead of the game. Next news. Let's see. Pomp explains why mainstream markets are up amid chaos. Uh, latest Bitcoin core code release protects against nation state attack. Um, let, me, let me check that out. Let's see here. 
Bitcoin Core released a new software update Wednesday. Bitcoin Core 0.20.0. Notably, the release includes experimental software to hedge against attacks from players the size of nation states, which could effectively fracture the Bitcoin network. Called ASMAP, this new configuration predicts the peer-to-peer architecture of Bitcoin nodes by mapping connections to Tier 1 or larger Tier 2 autonomous systems. Internet operators capable of connecting to multiple networks with defined routing plans such as Amazon Web Services or states, and then limiting the connections made to to any singles. In essence, the so-called Eribus attack allows an AS to censor large swaths of of the Bitcoin network by limiting the spoofing peer-to-peer connections. Failure to address the flaw could lead to higher undesirable consequences for a Bitcoin, such as a major mining pool or exchange being cut off from the rest of the network. Alright, next news. Spanish multinational launches free tool to decrypt files affected by vCrypto ransomware. Telefonica announced a new tool created by 8 Cybersecurity Division to decrypt affected files by vCryptor. On June 3rd, Spain-based telecommunications conglomerate Telefonica released a free tool to recover data encrypted by the vCrypto ransomware. The tool vCrypt Decryptor was created as part of an international initiative titled No More Ransomware. This alliance was established by McAfee, Europol, Polite, and Casper. Kaspersky. It is one of several tools that aims to decrypt almost 134 types of ransomware. Awesome. Next news. How Gemini works in sync with Samsung's wallet. I'm just going to read this just a little bit. Last week, the Gemini Crypto Exchange unveiled their collaboration with Samsung, harnessing the outfit's wallet. Crypto Exchange Gemini announced capabilities with the Samsung blockchain wallet last week, allowing users to interact with the exchange through the wallet. U.S. and Canadian Samsung blockchain wallet users can buy, sell, and store crypto on their phone through the Gemini Exchange. Gemini Managing Director of Operations Jeanine Hightower Salito told Cointelegraph via email correspondence two platforms interact. The Samsung blockchain wallet apps shows funds held in the Gemini Exchange letting customers interact with the platform. Hightower Salito said essentially users now have more of a one-stop shop experience through a single point of entry. Hightower Saleto explained, users open their Samsung blockchain wallet app, initiate the purchase of cryptocurrencies, and are sent to the Gemini app to complete their purchase cryptocurrencies. Once completed, they are then prompted to send their uh, assets to the Samsung blockchain wallet. Future integration plans. The current integration works with Samsung Galaxy phones through a downloadable application. Hightower Saleto could not provide details on any similar current or future Apple and iOS engagements. Though noting, Gemini's mission is to empower the individual through crypto, which means broadening the the access and access to ease of use of crypto for as many people as possible is always a goal. Cool. Next news, Argo's mining revenue dips after Bitcoin having. Hmm. Quickly now, just gonna be like two or three sentences. Per the mining firm's monthly operational updates, the mining margins revenue minus the operating cost was roughly 34% in May, down for 39% in April. Overall, the company's mined 252 Bitcoin, down from 319 Bitcoin the month before. 
this slight dip in revenue comes straight after the Bitcoin halving, which took block rewards down from 12.5 to 6.25 BTC last month. Argo says it was able to, to mitigate potential disruptions from the halving by investing in state-of-the-art mining rigs. Argo, which listed on the London Stock Exchange in 2018, currently operates 18,000 mining rigs with a combined total hash power of 730 petahashes. Wow. A 244% increase since the end of 2019. All right, next news. Recent data hacks could put millions of dollars in Bitcoin at risk. Okay, let's take a couple of sentences out of there. Hackers have obtained over 5,000 email addresses for, from CoinSquare's database and intend to use them for SIM swapping attacks. Hackers have obtained more than 5,000 email addresses and phone numbers from Canada-based cryptocurrency exchange, CoinSquare. Now, they're reportedly hoping to use the data to perform SIM swapping attacks. One of the alleged hackers spoke to Vice Motherboard on June 2nd, explaining that the collective originally intended to sell the information, but realized they could make more money by SIM swapping the accounts. CoinSquare's CEO, Cole Diamond, told Cointelegraph that theft was from a third party and not the exchange itself. CoinSquare's system has never been breached, he said. As stated to Vice, this was an employee theft of data from a third party CRM system. It took place about 18 months ago. So hackers, quote, didn't steal anything. There is no hackers. While hacker may not have stolen the data, they reportedly have it now. Jeez. All right. Next news. Next news. Charlie Shrem weighed a Bitcoin from millionaire to felon and beyond. <laughs> mm, this is a good one. Charlie Shrem explains why he originally committed a committed to crypto and how he how it has shaped his life. Charlie Shrem has been involved in crypto long longer than almost anyone. He likes to joke that he was one of the first ten people to ever hear about Bitcoin. He now hosts the crypto-focused podcast podcast. Untold Stories, which attempts to chronicle the history of crypto through the eyes and experiences of its most influential players. Cointelegraph's most recent live Q&A gave the audience the opportunity to directly question Shrem about crypto, his past, and anything in between. The topics ranged from XRP, dApps, and stablecoins to his time spent in prison. Shrem revealed how he, how he first heard about Bitcoin, who he believes is leading crypto space, and explains how prison enabled him to reaffirm his commitment to cryptocurrencies check out the full stream in the video above if you enjoyed okay yeah that's fine uh, next news cme data shows institutional investors undeterred by bitcoin price drop Nah. five numbers that will tell a story of the markets right now nah peer-to-peer -peer internet has lofty goals to bring true decentralization nah crypto.com receives privacy related iso certifications hmm quickly now the crypto platform becomes one of the first companies in the industry to achieve the ISO IEC 27701-2019 certification. Cryptocurrency payment platform Crypto.com announced on June 2nd that it is one of the first fintech companies to receive ISO IEC privacy certifications following the number of third-party audits. According to the announcements, the gold standard certification aims to strengthen the company's strategy, defense, and depth. It outlines policy implementation guidelines for data protections with regard to personally identifiable information or PII within the organization. The certification was granted by SGS, a leading inspection verification and certification firm that has over 2,600 offices worldwide. 
Cool. Next news. Miners are selling more of their Bitcoin. That may actually be bullish. True. A decentralized identity could replace all login functions, says LG. Yeah. Diversify 2.0. DX integrates Starkware to enable 9,000 trades per second. Okay, let's read that real quick. Whoa, jeez. I'm way past my time. Let's uh, let's finish this up. A diversified decentralized exchange has integrated Stark, Starkware's ZK Stark Layer 2 scaling technologies into its 2.0 incarnation, bringing high-speed trading, instant settlements, and withdrawal certainty. The Diversify Decentralized Exchange, or DEX, relaunched its Diversify 2.0 on June 3rd, incorporating Starkware's ZK Stark Layer 2 scaling technology. This new platform will be able to process over 9,000 transactions per second while maintaining privacy, liquidity, and low fees in a non-custodial solution. Zero-knowledge proof batch validations. Starkware's Layer Solutions utilizes zero-knowledge proof or ZKP technology to bring scalability to non-custodial trading. It achieves this by processing trades in batches and then submitting a single proof for each batch. This consumes a small fraction of the Ethereum blockchain resource that standards on-chain processes would require. Starkware President Eli Ben Sassoon explained the benefits of the technology. Quote, commercial grade DeFi needs robust cryptography and ZK Starks are the fastest in class, post-quantum safe, and can easily scale to tens of thousands of transactions per second with no trusted setup. We are excited to see traders embrace self-custodial trading without sacrificing liquidity or speed. That is awesome. Is there more news? Coincheck halts crypto remittance to investigate latest data speech. No. Uh, Avanti's angel round. And now, <clears throat> let's see. New quantum model for BTC predicts bottom. Nah. Scammers spoof SMS identifiers. We read something like that. Binance Korea deploy anti-money laundering tool to reg tech companies. Confirm. It looks like we're all done with the Zoom won't encrypt free calls so it can collaborate with FBI. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Get on Brave. Get on Brave. Use the Brave platform. Video conferencing. Coinbase repeats pattern of shutting down when Bitcoin gets volatile. Okay. Members of crypto, tw- crypto Twitter are speculating the busiest exchange in the US may be intentionally crashing its sites during volatile, volatile times. Coinbase has gone offline four times in the past three months during major Bitcoin price moves and furious users unable to access their portfolios are demanding answers. On June 1st, when Bitcoin rallied from $9,600 to $10,380 in less than an hour, Coinbase users trying to access their portfolio were met with the message that the site is temporarily unavailable. On May 9th, two days prior to the anticipated reward having the price of Bitcoin plummeted to nearly $2,000 in under 24 hours, likely due to a massive sell-off by Wells and other investors on April. Well, I don't recall it going that though, but okay, whatever. I mean, just make up numbers. On April 29th, BTC rose nearly 12% to reach the $8,600. On both occasions, many Coinbase users once again were unable to trade any digital assets. Okay, this just pretty much talks about 
yeah okay well Coinbase is not the best but it's an easy on-ramp that's all I can say I mean I use it but it is a headache from time to time it is what it is um, like I said there's other apps there is Gemini there is the cash app and what else um, that's all I can think of the top of my head uh, with that said Cryptonauts be safe Take care of yourself and your family. I'll catch you all in the next one. Adios.